the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. You are listening to a previously recorded conversation. Uh, Here we go. We are on the air. And... Immediately there, sire. God! Uh, <laughs> so, uh, welcome to another exciting episode of Starfleet Boy. Um, today we're discussing, having a casual and informal conversation about the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, Skin of Evil. And uh, I just came fresh out of watching it, finishing it up. I started it last night, but I finished watching it just now. And uh, I was crying like a baby at the end. <laughs> you and Troy. Uh, <laughs> she was. You're right. She was also crying like a baby. I just wanted to get that out of the way because that's my why my eyes are still a little watery. In fact, I'm so distraught from the episode that I had to pour myself a beer. So cheers to to Tosh. <laughs> I, I have nothing in my my Tardis glass, but I, I'll cheers to that. Natasha Yar. Or as uh, Picard says, au revoir, Natasha. Au revoir. <laughs> so I'd like it if you gave the episode summary for this, since I'm still a little emotionally distraught, Doctor. Would you mind uh, providing us with the, the sure. summary for this episode? <laughs> um, the Enterprise arrives on the scene as uh, Troy in a shuttlecraft crash lands on a planet. And uh, when the away team beam down, they find a mysterious ooze that identifies itself as evil. And, um, or a skin what, uh, of evil. The skin <clears throat> of evil. And what follows is uh, a game of wits between um, the crew of the Enterprise and a, a being who seems to, to lack any... Uh, any compassion or any any feelings of of what is good or what is bad, um, and um, along the way, uh, tragically, one of the uh, crew of the Enterprise for the first time, a uh, major cast member of an Enterprise crew, bites the dust. Uh, Denise Crosby, aka. Natasha Yar uh, uh, dies in in the service to the Enterprise, and um, and that's that's the most notable part of the episode. Um, and uh, but uh, Troy does survive, and uh, <laughs> and uh, they're uh, the actually. You know what? I don't recall. What do they? What do they do? Well, the rest. 
the rest of these. Troy. Picard figures something out at the end. He outwits the skin of evil somehow. They, they are aboard. Oh, Worf figures out that uh, he studies the the patterns of um, the energy. energy patterns of the the energy of the of the skin of evil. His name actually has a name. Uh, his name is what? What is his name? Aramis. Armus. Armus. So he figures out when Armus is at his lowest point in terms of energy, and that's when they beam her out, Troy, and and the rest of the. There's actually somebody else aboard the shuttlecraft, and uh, Picard leaves Armus on the planet, on the planetoid, alone. Like Khan left Kirk alone. Marooned. Marooned. For all all eternity. Of a dead planet. Um, Yeah, not not a bad summary, I have to say. Pretty good job there. Um, I love this episode. <laughs> Me too. I actually uh watching it again I I feel like I was I did have a few critical notes on it this time where but I remember uh the first oh I'm also not wearing my badge. Very bad. Uh-oh. Yeah, I was rogue there guys. Hold on. Star- <laughs> Starfleet boys back in Oh, well, you just came back from the funeral, right? There so, we go. Yeah, that's what it was. That's, I, right. that's why I'm dressed in black today. That's actually. all in black. That's right. Um <clears throat> I think watching it again um, and uh, becoming aware that Denise Crosby wanted to leave the show and some of the behind the scenes things about it, um, I did go into it with a little bit more of a critical eye this time, but I still love the episode and um, it is still one of my favorites. I really like the character of Armis. I think it's an interesting concept. Uh, His origin is that um, I guess it would be the Vagrans, Vagra 2 is the planet that they're on, um, developed a, a method by which they were able to shed all the things that are, uh, you know, des- undesirable about themselves, whether it's, you know, negative emotions or, you know, evil feelings or, you know, anything that's kind of considered you know, undesirable, they were able to remove this from themselves. And he remarks that they are now known as some of the most beautiful beings in the galaxy. And what they left behind uh, slowly turned into a life of its own or Armis, you know, became a consciousness arose from all this like kind of negativity and evil. Um, And so now he claims to be the skin of evil. And, Oh, speaking of, uh, Speaking of evil, we have our Cardassian. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What a great introduction. <laughs> just kidding. We don't think the Cardassians are evil. <laughs> Hi, Goldie Scott. Hi, guys. All I can do is shake my head. Uh-oh. Oh, there's, there's going to be controversy tonight. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. Can, can we just start with the, the funeral scene? I mean... Well, when, when did when did Tasha re- make that recording? How did she know exactly who was going to be at her funeral? Why weren't there more people at her funeral? Is her body buried in the holodeck too? I mean, so many questions just from that one terrible scene alone. 
that well, scene, I was just remarking that I cried like a baby at the end. Oh of the my God. For real. I did. That's I totally ridiculous. I do agree though. Uh, there, so I was just also telling the doctor that I had a few critical thoughts and those things came to mind. I was wondering, like uh, a thought did occur to me is like, you know, once a week, does the computer prompt you to, uh, record your, uh, your thoughts on your crew in case you die in the line of, you know, is it like something like, oh, it's Friday night, you're ready to go to bed, and the computer says, please record your death message before bed. Thank you. You know, <laughs> or your death message is 365 days out of date. Since then, you've met five new people. <laughs> what is it like? I, I would like to point out that Kirk had a similar message uh, for Spock and McCoy in the original series. So apparently this is standard Starfleet procedure. You do have to record, if you are of a certain rank, uh, you do have to record death messages and, and, and commands, you know, for the crew in case of death. So, so yes, that is something that you have to do, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> wow. Good, good, uh, Good to know. And I wonder, I ask our audience out there that um, this is maybe a touchy subject. I hope not. And I'm sorry if it is. But uh, our audience, if you are in the military, are you asked to record uh, kind of a message to to give to your fellow uh, troops or to your loved ones in case of uh, death on, on, on duty? I'm sure we can look this up on the Internet. We'll probably look it up later. But if you want to, if you have any insights to this, we'd love to hear from you. Well, I, I want to say I'm always the first to say um, that Troy is utterly useless. <laughs> and so I feel that I am honor bound to point out that Troy actually is not useless in this episode. I thought this was a good Troy episode. Wow. Yes. I thought the way uh, she was uh, psychoanalyzing the uh, what's his name? Aramis. Armus. 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 Uh the black ooze. I, I, I thought the scenes when she was you know, she was um I mean obviously, you know, she's not telepathic, she's empathic. So she is feeling out what his emotions are and she's extrapolating, okay, why does he feel this way? So she's using her head. I thought it was a very good showcase for Troy. Um by the same token, Tasha has nothing to do in this episode other than to die. Well, she has, yeah, she has. So she, she has, has twelve minutes in. I I paused to look at the time, how long into the episode she was dead, and it was twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. Yeah. It's interesting because Denise Crosby. Uh, it's not the last time she appears on Star Trek and she actually comes back to Star Trek, the next generation, a really awesome, I think an awesome kind of way. So it is nice that she was able to maintain a relationship with this cast. I think it just wasn't working for her in terms of Tasha. And so she just wanted to leave the part. And this was kind of like, uh, what's that? She had nothing to do on the show, right? Worf now will take over as security and, you know, Jordy will go into engineering in season two, as we know. But I did think the little scene in the beginning between Tasha and Worf was cool. I liked a lot of Tasha's. I did like Tasha's character overall. Like I thought that like it, it's a shame Denise Crosby wasn't vibing with the character and that the writers maybe weren't finding stuff for her to do because I think she she was an interesting character. Perhaps her her role could have evolved. Um, but again, Tasha's always kind of present 
throughout Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, as you pointed out earlier, Doctor, this is the first time in Star Trek history that we have truly lost a crew member in the course of battle. Spock, we know we lose him, but we get him back, um, you know, in Star Trek two. So it's kind of paramount, like tantamount rather, I should say, uh, to that feeling. It's like, Oh, we actually, did we actually lose this crew member? And in this case it was absolutely true. Um, what's the spot? This is something I've wondered since I was a kid. What is the spot on the side of her face? Oh, like, it's the, uh, the, the Gorbachev disease, <laughs> the, the skin Armis, um, gave her Gorbachev d- disease, like stage five. <laughs> I think, I think Gorbachev suffers from something called vitiligo, Goldie Scott. And, right, uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a low, you know, low level. He gave her like the worst case you <laughs> can get. Full. Yeah. No, but seriously, is there any I've looked online, you know, done kind of like a, a search and I was trying to like maybe there was something cut out, like maybe that spot was I don't know. And it doesn't look like a wound or a it looks like face paint. Like she went to a party and, and got face paint, you know, like a splatter. It's a splatter of something. It's not even black, it's red. Um so it was very confusing and I would have thought with the remastering you could digitally remove it, but I guess not. Well, actually, Riker was supposed to have had those exact same <laughs> wound, wounds on his face, but they, they wisely avoided that. That was one of the coolest scenes, I thought, was when Riker gets sucked into and absorbed, or what is it, um, Data says, is it, he's, yeah, he says it's uh, Commander Riker's been enveloped um, by Armis, and then Armis just, like, sticks his face out, and it's like... did you want Riker to be dead also no but I do remember uh when I saw this episode it it created a lot of anxiety when I saw it the first time because I actually thought like you know now I'm I'm a a very accomplished tv watcher I've seen Game of Thrones so I'm not attached to any character you know Game of Thrones uh just kills people left and right as we all know um so but at the time that Riker was in danger when I first saw this yeah I thought like what is this you don't remember the really cheesy tacky um voiceover that they would do over uh on next week's episode of Star Trek the next generation in a land crew member dies (laughs) clearly showed Tasha being shot so Is like that what it said so you knew in advance that tasha was gonna yeah, die I don't, came out? absolutely i don't remember that knowing in advance uh, you saw a a a uh, a slender female form wearing a yellow uh starfleet uniform flying uh <laughs> into those plastic rocks talk on, about radio you know, and um, I, I recognized Tasha's ass right away. I knew oh Tasha, God. you know, she's going to die. Oh, my God. So I knew going into it that, uh, yeah, that was Tasha. Talk about ratings bait. Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation, someone dies. Two days I, exactly. I, I have memories of, of word on the street coming out before the episode. Right, there was word on the street. Definitely. Okay, so I, yeah. it, there were. Uh, I seem to remember that. Like people knew to tune in for that episode. You knew something was going down. 
I don't know. I don't remember any of that. I only remember the emotions I felt when I saw this episode and I had to relive some of those emotions uh, tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I I can remember. Oh, God. Um, This episode made me angry. (laughs) Why did it make you angry? It was just just bad. And and the fact that she... Oh, my God. No, and and the fact... I mean... She dies 12 minutes in, and then there's, like, 30 minutes of just talk, 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 goo monster talk. And I don't even know, like, what happens at the end. They they outsmart him by Picard just insults him a few times, and he gets really angry. Right. And loses his concentration. Right. And so, I don't know. It was just a... Boring episode. It angered me that in Tasha's final episode, they can't even keep her in it for more than 12 minutes and maybe kill her at the end or something instead, doing something heroic like maybe to save Troy or save the day. And uh, the whole thing was just, ah, it made me mad enough that I want to just quit Star Trek now. Oh, no. Star Trek. You know what? I'm quitting as of this second. I'm done with all Star Trek. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone, forever. Um, It's over. Talk about dramatic. Wow. <laughs> Goldie Scott has left the building. Well, no, I'm, that just was very, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm back. That was very dramatic. Yeah, that was very convincing. It. I was, yeah, uh, thank you. wow. I didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. I, I thought there was an actual moment of, of danger yeah. there that we lost <laughs> you. And I was like, wow, this is going to make for interesting uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Is it? YouTube vision, television. Um, I thought that like, you know, uh, I guess the only thing I can say in defense of Armis is that like, you know, what, what do you do when you're faced with uh, like uh, an adversary or a being that um, does not want to reason or, or, you know, or is so powerful that it can just like end your life with a flick of its I don't know, but it didn't um, seem like they appended. tried to do very much. I didn't see them shooting anything from it from outer space or they, trying well, to vaporize they, it. Or well, they, they, they couldn't because of the, the, the shuttlecraft. The shuttlecraft was in proximity. They tried to phaser it, and it seemed to absorb the phaser energy. And it doesn't really, as you know, they spent a lot of time. It wasn't always on the shuttlecraft, though. When it was in the goo, pu- when it became a goo puddle, when they were talking to it, the Enterprise could have zapped it with stuff then. No, if you launch it, you have to understand like the beam of the phaser beam hitting in that would just just annihilate everything around it. Like I don't know that that's the case. I think that is the case. Uh, The phasers of the Enterprise are not that precise. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. um, no, they're precise. They're just not tiny. It's just a lot of energy being right. Well, right. Why couldn't they transport? Why couldn't they teleport it along with the shuttlecraft into outer space? They couldn't get a lock on any of it because Armis was creating a shield around the shuttlecraft. Um, they could, so that was the whole thing is that like the science when they went down there the first time they, the crew that went down there, like they had a lock on them, right? They were able to teleport them in and out. So they couldn't be like, okay, from the spot you just teleported me in, the shuttlecraft is 10 meters northwest. Uh, Air, what's his name? Eritrea? <laughs> I don't know. Or couldn't they throw some sort of device at it that while they were on the ground, couldn't they throw some sort of tracking device? 
in its vicinity to to alert the he was doing something it, well i, I mean everything the thing, the thing about armis is that he's so um his power and and abilities are unknown so yeah they could have tried all those things and let's just imagine that they did try all those things and it all failed because he just kept deflecting it in some way so they don't want to have to imagine it i want well, it to be in the show well, the well, point I, I think is that they tried yeah. everything. I think they Remember, tried everything. This is the Enterprise D. Their sensors are not that great. I mean, how many times have they missed things that were completely obvious? You know, thanks to their shitty sensors. And um, you know, I, I think I, I think they gave it their 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 best for until Picard went down and and spoke to it sternly. <laughs> Yeah, we've established that the Enterprise computer is unreliable. Right. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, it's not the Enterprise E, okay? This is the D. Yeah. It's not even the A. You know, this is the, the D. Enterprise D is an awesome ship. Although there was that the weird D thing. D isn't in the, dumb. Oh, man. There was that weird thing in the beginning where they were realigning the crystals or something and they didn't have warp power right away, remember? And then, and then the engineers arguing about you know, I said a little bit of warp, and he's like, make it happen. Warp 8. Who was the engineer in this episode? Unknown. I've never was, seen him before. He was, like, brand new. Was he an engineer or was he an assistant engineer? He might have been an assistant engineer. I don't even think he was a full engineer. <laughs> I think he was just, like, a half engineer. <laughs> a half engineer. Uh, <laughs> yes. I love, um, I love the episode. I think... Um, wow, I'm surprised. I do. I love the Ooze guy. I think he looks cool. I don't... Um, it reminds me of um, um, the creature from that episode that made Abraham Lincoln come back to life and Surak, the rock creature. <laughs> it, 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 it reminds me of... You know, I like these, these, you know, these aliens that don't look like a guy in a suit. I mean, right. this is like, I mean, obviously, yeah, it is a guy, you know, underneath that oil slick, but it doesn't <laughs> look, you know, it looks cool. And it kind of reminds me of, um, um, who's that, that guy that Mickey mouse fights a lot. And he's all dressed in black sometimes. Do you know that one? I forget what his name is. Armis. Um, maybe he but was a character. I, I like to look rejected character. Mouse fights. I, I like <laughs> I like the look of Armis, who by the way is voiced by um uh the guy who used to do the voice of Eeyore on the Winnie the Pooh uh Oh nice Disney Wow connection. Yeah. So if you want to think of it, this is uh you know, Eeyore's close cousin. <laughs> All they had to do was pin a tail on Armis, and, and it would have been Eeyore. It would have been Eeyore, and it would have been just Eeyore's gooier cousin. <laughs> they have similar issues, you know. I mean, this guy was seriously depressed, right? But, yeah, except Eeyore wouldn't kill your your friends. That's what you think, I but <laughs> I, I think Rabbit knows better. <laughs> oh yeah, he knows oh, what the real Eeyore is like. But um, no, I, I enjoyed this episode and, and also the death of Tasha. I, I actually thought it was kind of refreshing that it wasn't this um, 
um, drawn out, hero, heroic. Uh, don't oh, I'll do it. Don't worry, it'll be me. And and then dr- cue dramatic music, and you know they start playing. Uh, what's that song from Highlander? Um, Dust in the Wind <laughs> and by Kansas. <laughs> to live forever. Right. To live forever. I think that's like the second time that song's made it on a Star Trek Starfleet Boy Goldie Scott relationship. <laughs> yeah, we had that on Drunk Space Nine. Um, oh, no, we had the other one, Princes of the Universe. That's right. Yeah, but I, I, I thought I liked the idea that it was a quick death. It was a fast death. That's the way it, w- it would be in real life. Fans, uh, that's the fans way all the red shirts go. All the red yeah, shirts go like that. Like that. She's gone, but she, she's Tasha. She's not a red shirt. Fans you know were split the on the day, yard, All right. At she the end of the day, they're all red shirts, man. They're all red shirts at the end of the day. Let's no face way. It. Yeah, that's dark. Hey, so that's although. Why. So fans are split on this because, um, you know, and this plays into an excellent kind of idea, which is how much fan service should you give as a writer? Because I thought I agree with uh, the doctor. I thought it was great that they chose to just kind of like in a snap moment, which is kind of realistic because that is a way that is probably the most common way people die is like unexpectedly in a snap moment, like in a weird you know, unexpected type yeah, of Yeah, goo monster psychically zaps you. Very realistic. Well, but goo, replace goo monster with, you know, bus hitting you or slipping or down Donald the stairs or, yeah. or Donald Trump. As, it's like, what? <laughs> or this is a club, such a political show. Lately. Or a piece of hail or like, you know, a meteorite raining down on you. You know, there's all kinds of ways people die, but. Yeah, it's not always heroic. And so, you know, I think that that was uh, a great thing. And then in the in the farewell video that Tasha makes every week, she points out that she hopes and probably died in the course of her just her regular duty, day to day duty. She wasn't surprised. She wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. And she even I like that part where she tells Worf, uh, you know, I hope I died with my eyes uh, wide open. Which, unfortunately, I don't think she did. I think her eyes were closed when she died. But that's okay because... <laughs> you know, um, Donald Trump is very popular on Cardassia. And, you know, you may not want to alienate such a large portion of your audience with the continued attacks. Just saying. Okay. At Starfleet Boy, we want to remind everyone that our the opinions that we express our own yes. personal experience and not those of the United Federation of Planets or Starfleet or Cardassia. Um, or the sponsors uh, of the show. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. like to say that like, you know, while I am in strong agreement that, you know, our, there, there's something to be said about like, you know, who you choose to vote for, for president is, is, you know, a very personal decision and there's no, uh, you know, hopefully the way our country works, there's no wrong or right answer. There's just a better one and a less better one, um, we hope. But this is the first time that I've ever, as a as an American, as a citizen of the United States, ever have felt that there is, in fact, a wrong choice and a right choice. And unfortunately, uh, uh, Goldie Scott, controversial. Uh, I think that, yeah, Donald Trump is, in fact, um, the Just wrong choice. I, and again, I've said it I've said it before. I, I don't you know, maybe he's a great person. 
Is he fit to represent an entire nation as the leader of this nation? Uh, in my opinion, no, I think not. Um, nothing against Donald Trump as a person. I think um, I'm sure that since he has family members and loved ones, people that love him, that there are redeeming qualities <laughs> to him. Um, but but that um, outside of that, as a, as the leader of the of the Sorry, United States, I didn't, I didn't mean to. Sense. Sully, the Ta- Tasha Yar memorial episode with all this talk of politics. You took yeah, my we're avoiding the episode, man. I just made a joke and he really ran with it. Hey, you know, Starfleet Boy has an opinion. Let's swing it back. Let's swing it back to the episode, Joe. Yeah, let's go back to the episode here. <laughs> oh, Starfleet Boy is—he's uh, having a little beer in memoriam of. Uh, <laughs> I am, I am indeed. Did you pour some on the ground for her? No, that would ruin the floor in my apartment. Oh. But I did pour some out yeah. in the sink for yeah, the okay. home, my homie. Um, Tasha. Natasha. Do you yeah, think? Yeah. Do you so, Goldie Scott? Do you think Tasha should have had a more heroic death? Then are you saying are you in that camp? Of course, that's what I said. Have you been listening? (laughs) Have you been here for the last twenty minutes? And then the doctor and I think she died just perfectly. The way she died was just not at all. So like Like you said, she died the way a red shirt dies, and uh, that's just disrespectful and due to a. To your security officer. I don't think, but you know, people don't, again, one does not have a choice in their death, but I don't think that red shirts die unheroically either. I don't think anyone's death, um, you know, Tasha certainly, as you could see, like influenced these people. And in fact, she remains, uh, you know, very much in their minds throughout the series. So I think that, um, I think that you're wrong. <laughs> you know, I have to admit, um, Watching, rewatching the episode, and and having and the experience of rewatching the season, you know, basically, you know, week after, well, in some cases, marathoning them, uh, two or three at a time, you know, Tasha actually doesn't leave that much of an impression. I mean, she didn't really do much in the series up until now, and uh, I think her character is probably most notable up until now. Simply for dying, she she doesn't really. I mean, I understand why the actress laughed. She really didn't have much to do. I mean, there were plenty of episodes where it seems like she should be doing something, but instead, you know, Worf is doing it, or Data, or or uh, even Troy in one episode. Um, <laughs> so I I understand why the actress left, and you know, when I made the redshirt comment, it's it's because in a way. Um, she is kind of like a red shirt. She's somebody that would appear every once in a while, but she didn't really make much of an impact. I think her impact came later, you know, when, you know, in yesterday's enterprise and then when her daughter shows up and, um, and obviously this death episode, but I, I, she to me is kind of like a red shirt. I mean, I like the character. There was great potential, but, you know, kind of like, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, I don't know. It just, she, well, we'll never, we'll never know, unfortunately, or fortunately for folks who didn't like her character uh, at all. But we'll never who know. Who didn't like her, who could not like her character? 
I think I remember uh, several discussions uh, back in the day after episodes where some people were just like, oh, my gosh, I just don't like this really? character. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that there Not was me. controversy. No, I liked you conversing with at the time. Other <laughs> nine year olds. Yeah, like, you know, our okay. age group when we were sitting well, there. I don't really care what nine year olds think. They go screw themselves. <laughs> no, I met Denise Crosby. Did I ever? Oh, what, what was that like? Whoa. I heard that I, um, you guys going on a date? No. No. I, I met her at a convention. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and I have to admit, I, I felt very um, um, apprehensive. I was I, I was nervous because it was it was Tasha, and and it, it was at, it was at um, it was at one of the it was at uh, one of the supercons when they used to be right near my house. Supercon is happening right now on the beach. Uh, oh well, this is pre-recorded, so it happened weeks ago. Oh, it happened weeks ago. That's right. Timey wimmy, timey wimmy, wibbly wobbly. Right. Trump um, has already been elected by the time. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> but she was, she was very, very nice, and uh, she looked good. I bet. Yeah. Isn't she on? She always uh, looked good. She's on yeah. television now, right? She's on this uh, Grateful is? Dead show, the Grateful Dead, well, what, the Walking Dead, right? The Grateful Dead show. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. When is do she... you have time to watch things other than Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> how about them? Uh, how about them apples? Um, I guess. I guess. I guess that's the only thing about this episode you're right that's remarkable is that it, it is known for the episode where tasha died but i do th- i again i think that like the impact of it lasts throughout the whole series and i thought that was interesting yeah. and it's kind of maybe in a, a little bit of an argument against uh Goldie scott um who says that star trek the next generation doesn't really have like a lot of uh, storylines that transcend individual episodes. But I think in some, there are some ways that, that it does accomplish it again, not as well as deep space nine does, but I do think the next generation does accomplish it. Well, data certainly always, uh, I mean, well, I mean, data lost his virginity, I guess, to Dasha, right? Uh, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that Data uh, lost Dr. his... Dr. Soong might have uh, done some tests oh. with him. Well, no, but he, he tells there Tasha... There wasn't enough time before the crystalline entity. Oh, you're right. He tells... <laughs> Maybe Data and the crystalline entity. No, no. So Data, you know, Data had... Remember, Data went to Starfleet Academy and everything else. It may not be his first time. He simply tells Tasha that oh, he's fully functional. On. It's his first time. It is that was that the implication? I don't remember. That's the implication. Yes, I think so. I think. Look at look, did you, look at his expression during the funeral. It's like, yeah. oh my God, I slept with her and now she's dead. <laughs> How do I feel about this? You know. And they never, you know, they obviously never did it again. And and remember um, when the sister uh, comes aboard the Enterprise and he feels very like. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. I don't right. remember that episode. Like, sister is super hot too, right? So he's like, you know, I slept with your sister. I feel yeah. obligation to you to maybe. <laughs> Would you like you me to show you what her and I did? Right, exactly. 
So it was um, a classic move. I was very proud of Data when he pulled that move. Is that? I don't remember that any of that. Pull that move. I don't yeah. remember any of that, but I guess what season is that? Like four or five? Might the, be season uh, two. Season two or no, three? Season no, I, I think it is like season three or four. Um, but no, but the death of Tasha uh, resonated definitely beyond you know uh, beyond this episode, and uh, I think the series did a good job with that. Um, but um, again, I, I I think a lot of it is a lot of the, like you know when she's in that funeral speech where she's addressing everybody, it, it just seems like a lot of that is kind of imp- implied, I guess, because we don't really see much of their interactions, um, you know, in the series because she just doesn't do much. I mean, I do believe it when she says, "Oh, Riker, you always made me laugh." That's true. Uh, I, I, we do actually see evidence of that on the show. Uh, her relationship with Jordy, I mean, there is a thing there. I think we do see several scenes in the course of the of the first season where Jordy and Tasha have a special connection. But beyond Riker, Jordy, obviously Data, and uh, what she again, says about Picard seems fairly and Picard yeah. and Picard because remember she wanted she she. Remember, if he weren't captain, remember the comments yeah. she made. I thought, I thought it was more like a daughter father thing because she said she you need says to that, watch that episode, my friend. No, here in this episode though, she says what in the in the her little farewell. Oh uh, well, yeah, but the, the Tasha opposite. was attracted to Picard. I think there was a little. There was a little. Yeah. Well, she says something to him along the lines of. Yeah, the heart of an explorer and the soul of a poet. And so I kind of like that little moment because she says that uh, she quotes some poet who I'm not sure who, but she says that, you know, death is merely the transition from, you know, being physically there to being available in, in memories from that point on. And so, you know, no goodbyes, just good memories. I like that. I always thought that was a neat thing and i kind of uh you know i try to adopt a similar philosophy uh for death and life with many people that we've we've all lost people and so you know they do live on in our memories and in our hearts i think it's very important that's true but uh i i i I think the episode I, i enjoy the episode i um i like the tension of when they're trying to revive her in sick bay, that was a cool scene. Minus this, this distracting. The Gorbachev. The Gorbachev. Yeah. The Gorbachev. <laughs> uh, and then you know, very quickly when they're in the ready room, you know, Picard is like, "Okay, we can grieve later, but right now, we've got to keep our eye on the ball. What right. do we do about this thing?" Um, and uh, and the way Worf, you know. Says no to going down to the planet. He says no. I'm best suited here. Like you know, you see the process. Hmm. Worf was afraid. No, yeah. he was not. I afraid. think. <laughs> I think Worf a Klingon could be sco- uh, spooked by something with such little honor, like uh, you know, you know, like a Romulan. <laughs> mm-hmm. or Armis, who has absolutely no. Uh, I think it reminded him of an ancient mythological Klingon demon. Right. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, oh. I, and I like Armus. Reminded me of the demon one cannot escape. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> I, I like Armus. I like the idea of of this totally. Uh, I mean, he's pathetic in a way. Can something like Armus is is Armus realistic? I mean, like can can something like that ever happen? Can a can a species like shed all their negativity? into a goo of you know a living goo of evil i don't know what am i a biologist now (laughs) how am i the guy to ask that question to well remember the star trek the old star trek episode where you got oh yeah you're a doctor the doctor can there we go thank you remember kirk gets split into two people and all his emotions are holding the the puppy with the horn and then I don't know what. Then the other one is and like. Then, very, and then it's like a great way to convey that the dark, the darkness in us helps us to be courageous because the when when all that was removed from Kirk, he ended up being uh, completely uh, uncourageous and 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 scared. And although he was nice, he wasn't. He was very much like Worf. <laughs> oh, it's beat up Worf night tonight. Oh, poor Worf. <laughs> Was it weird that uh, Armis uh, knew a Wizard of Oz reference when he called Data Tin Man? That was a little strange. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Mm. Could Armis, in fact, be the Wicked Witch of the West? She was... <laughs> could he be uh, could he be a remnant from Oz I thought there was a fan- fantasy quality to this episode Armis is more fantasy I think than science fiction uh, for me so it's possible well um, I mean, she melted if- when she melted she's like I'm melting I'm melting she actually got transferred to this other dimension and then now she's this puddle of so yeah I totally see how the uh the Wizard of Oz thing could be plausible there, Galdi Scott. That's headcanon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, also you said you were talking about Kirk getting split into. You know, Riker got gets split into. Right. right. He does. He does. But he doesn't go good and bad. Well, but is he cloned or is he split into? No, he's split in two. You split in two? Yeah. That's Thomas Riker, right? Yep. Who will be showing up on Deep Space Nine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. See, that's a good crossover episode. Mm-hmm. There we go. Excellent yeah. episode. Yes. Um, I like this episode, man. I I, I like the ooze. I like well, Riker getting sucked in there and then being thrown out. Back out. Yeah. Um, again, Troy uh, on very uh, you know <laughs> rare occasion in season one is actually useful and 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 trying to kind of like you know, psychologically probe, you know, what are the weaknesses of this bizarre ooze? And, and, uh, and then the, the ending, um, you know, what I, I, what I thought was interesting is the final shot you've got, um, it's, it's, it's on Picard. Picard says, what does he say in, in French? Uh, au revoir. Au revoir, Natasha. Natasha. Well, there's a little scene after that, actually, where Data, wonders oh, if he's right. missing, the, missing right. the point of the funeral but yeah it, it basically ends the shot that it ends with is the little holographic hill with her uh digital uh headstone right so is she buried there in the hall no she's definitely she's not done a torpedo man they torpedoed, they torpedoed her, her into the sun 
<laughs> onto the Genesis, the Genesis planet. Yeah. <laughs> Is the Genesis planet still there? No, remember. No. Star yeah, Trek we were, just, we're being silly. Um, uh, I did like the music in this episode. I thought was very good. Um, sort of that dramatic, you know, percussive cue that plays when uh, Riker is sucked into to Armis was really good. And it's I think Ron Jones or Rob Jones, I forget, uh, did this also this episode as well. And then um, I also liked in the beginning of the episode when. Uh, when we hear over the uh, the hailing frequencies, the shuttlecraft is is you know going down. The shot that right before the credits roll, the shot they cut to is this new kind of wide angle of overhead shot of the bridge, and you see kind of Picard framed in the in the center, and you see like you you see how huge the bridge of the Enterprise D is. So I thought a lot of that worked really well about this episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. I remember that. Yeah. I'm surprised Goldie Scott didn't bring up though, where it did lack is it, it was the same like planet barren wasteland planet. Of course. Yeah. As every yeah. episode of this season. <laughs> um, and I think that like, you know, that would have been something neat to do in remastering, but it, maybe it was too expensive, but that it would have been neat to go back and like give these planet surfaces some extra character and like maybe change the, the sky so that it has animated clouds for a change or even stars or something, something different, you know, uh, than, than what was there. It reminds me of like, have you guys ever been to a planetarium just before yeah. the show? They have that like, you know, dusk, uh, lighting, oh, like yeah. you know, just before sunset, just after sunset lighting. Um, oh, that's kind of like <laughs> right now. <laughs> you kind of want to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, support your local science museums mm. and mm-hmm. uh, and help planetariums be a thing that keep on being. But uh, let's give it our rating. Museums. Yeah, you know, I'm going to Washington D.C. in a few days. Oh, really? And I'm going to see the original <gasps> USS Enterprise in the Air and Space Museum. Wow. It's been restored recently, right? Yeah, it's recently really restored exciting. and put in a new enclosure. Wow. And I'm going to go see if I can break through the enclosure and somehow damage the newly restored model. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm obligated to report you yes. to the Smithsonian authorities now. I'm gonna spray paint uh, <laughs> uh, Kirk sucks, Picard rules with a Z oh, oh, no. on the bottom of the. Uh, oh my gosh! No. Uh, Sacrilege! Terrible. Um, well, also, did you know? Did you guys know that here in Seattle, the new Starfleet headquarters, um, after Khan destroyed San Francisco? In uh, in into darkness, uh, Kelvin universe. In the Kelvin, yeah, that universe. oh, that's count. right. We got to talk about the Kelvin universe in a second. Um, anyway, we really have to. Why not? I think it's a great new little thing. <laughs> I'm not talking about Rihanna. I, I just want to make. Oh, um, no. This will be. This will be. We have to do a special Starfleet boy that's current and live. If we're going to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Do uh, that after I quit Star Trek forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So so okay. So here in Seattle at the Experience Music Project or the EMP. Uh, they're they're celebrating the 50th anniversary with a Star Trek exhibit, which I'm gonna. Attend. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm gonna go to that and check it out. Looks wow. exciting. Yeah, 
so look it up on the something Star Trekky for the fiftieth. Right. Except Miami, which was voted the worst city to live in in the United States, and also the rudest city in the United States. And That's I feel true. terrible about that because I grew up in Miami and I love uh, Miami, but I'm also not surprised. I'm not whatever. Surprised. That's like so. So some jackass made some stupid list, like based on what you know. Big Shut deal. Up. I could make a list too. I could make a list too of the dumbest kinds of lists that people make. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this was like a Forbes, a Forbes or a business, some whatever journal list. Tell and them where to stick their business. So I think that this is true because I hear this complaint from a lot of my friends, but apparently the uh, affordability um, outweighs the um, earnability in Miami. So people are earning way lower than the rest of incomparable cities uh, and, and having to pay rents that are, are way higher than, than, than the uh, cost of living. Wow. I, I don't want to talk about rents. We're talking, yeah. we're here to talk about skin of evil, man. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Get out my violin for the people that can't pay their rent. <laughs> can we, can we give our skin of evil rating guys? Mm-hmm. All right. At, on a five point scale, I give it, uh, three and a half stars. I I concur. I I give this a three and a half. That's oh, it. hmm. I'm giving this a zero. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what? Wait you a know? minute now. What? What else have you given a zero to? Nothing. No, I <gasps> thought you gave. Uh, we no, don't, don't have a database. A zero to anything. anything. We don't have a database. Hold on, hold on. Let let let's review. We've had um, what is it that episode that you guys hate? Oh, let me see if I can. The yeah, low low pan or low tan or tan. The the uh, I don't even think honor. I gave that a zero. No, I you think I gave like that one. like a one or something or a point okay. five or um a zero. Oof, lonely among us was pretty bad. <laughs> You might have given that a zero. I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and listen to a all the ratings. Zero. Well, then if I gave that a zero, then this is getting a negative one. Wow. So this is the oh, worst this episode. Is the worst. I mean, killed Tasha. Why? Tasha was the best. I'm a huge Tasha fan. You did it in a way in which she didn't get to be the hero. She didn't even appear in the episode for more than 12 minutes. And in that 12 minutes, she didn't do much. She had one kind of conversation with Warp, and that was it. And uh, and on top of that, the episode itself was boring to me. Zero. Zero point zero. Well, you have your reasons, but mm-hmm. hey, it happens. Mm-hmm. And now I quit Star Trek forever. No. Yes. No. Yes. Let me tell you, if you don't give, if you don't give that crappy episode on deep space nine with troy's mother and odo stuck in a turbo lift hey there's some touching moments in that episode as well i I don't know there's some touching moments and genuine good acting (laughs) you cannot defend that episode to me so that's one of the worst episodes of any star well, Trek. you need to come on drunk space nine I and will. we can have a, a, a little I'm argument about for bear, it. let me tell you i'm i'm ready all right wowzers you know, okay. is 10 times the episode <laughs> of that crappy that piece of shit episode 
The Forsaken. Um, we are the Forsaken for having watched having the watch. <laughs> so, so you know. okay, we have some spillover uh, yeah. discussion here. Uh, well, I'm excited yeah, you now. Save some of your material. Don't use yeah, it all yeah. now. I can't wait. I can't wait now <laughs> until we do that Drunk Space Nine episode. So that gives me a, a chance here to remind everyone that <laughs> this team right here, the three of us, uh, not only do Starfleet Boy, but Galdi Scott uh, is the is the leader of a show called Drunk Space Nine, which uh, does a similar kind of thing for Deep Space Nine, except there's a caveat, and that's why I've started drinking already, which oh is uh, we're drunk when minus uh, the doctor who's our designated uh, runabout driver, but we're usually <laughs> drunk when we wa- when we talk about Drunk Space. And, and, and has better special effects. Yeah. Indeed. We're the uh, holy trinity of Star Trek. <laughs> the trin- We're the Kirk, Spock, and McCoy of our own little nerdverse. I'll, I'll accept that. Can we just clearly, be... So, clearly, Sohail is um, Kirk. Or Dr. Doctor. McCoy. Oh, well, you're the doctor. You're McCoy. I guess that makes me Spock by default. I guess so. With a uh, dirty mouth. Yeah, can I be Kirk and you be Spot? No, you're the captain, I guess. On this Damn. show, but on the other show, you're... Damn it. On the other show, you're the Cisco. Damn I'm it. not Damn trying it. to be... I think, guys, I think uh, I'm not trying to be Kirk, Spock, or McCoy. I, I don't want to be that pointy-eared yeah, bastard. I think we're just <laughs> trying to be... We're trying to be Starfleet Boy, Goldie Scott, and the Doctor. I think it's good enough. And on that note, if you want to write to us or be on Starfleet Boy, uh, you could write to us on all the things... We have an Instagram account, Starfleet Boy, at Starfleet Boy. We have a Twitter account, at Starfleet Boy. We have a Facebook page, and we have a Tumblr. Yes, we, a, we do have a Tumblr. And, yeah. of course, this is the YouTube. So Tinder? I'm not, what? Is Tinder? there Starfleet Boy you, Tinder? trying to get us on the Tinder. Snapchat? No, that's not a thing we do. Oh, you know what Starfleet Boy is on Snapchat? I forgot about it. Okay, Snapchat. (laughs) So, so yeah, you can find it. What about Match.com? Is Starfleet Boy on Match.com or Tinder? (laughs) Reddit? What about MySpace? Are we on MySpace? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. (laughs) All right. I think we're on the CompuServe BBSs. We're also on the L Cars uh, network, the subspace relay. Anyways, on that note, live long and prosper, everyone. Thank you for another Three oh five forever. Great episode. Goodbye, Natasha. We loved you. <laughs> Bye, Tasha. Cheers to you. Live long and prosper, Tasha.
If you made it this far, I think I'd really like to get to know you. Holler at me. All right. Goodbye.